Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. everybody, Tony Richards here. Welcome to the program where today, on Better Than Before, I'm going to focus on your ego. That's right, today I'm going to explore the effects of ego. Can you control your ego? Can you identify your ego? Can you manage your ego? These are all things I'm going to be discussing with you today, right here on Better Than Before. Today's program sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Stand by. We'll be talking about your ego coming up next. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. better than before this is tony richards today i'm talking about ego and we're going to start by exploring the effects of ego i've met hundreds probably thousands of managers and leaders worldwide who were not always aware of the impact of their attitude their philosophy their life outlook on the performance of their employees and on their organization A lot of these leaders believed that they managed in a vacuum, oblivious to the ripple effect of the subtle signals that they sent throughout the departments day in and day out. Others that I've met 
clearly understood that their every decision or even a lack of decision, action, or inaction and behaviors were carefully scrutinized by their employees and that it was incumbent upon them to monitor, self-inspect, and self-analyze their attitudes and behaviors on a routine basis. I'm here to tell you, it's vital that you as a manager or a leader stay in touch with your own biases, your own prejudices, judgments, opinions, management style, leadership style, communication patterns. All of these things are an outgrowth of your behaviors. And behaviors is how people behave, right? The behaviors are generally the result of feelings. So if you feel frustrated, you tend to act frustrated. If you feel happy, you tend to act happy and so on. Feelings are driven by attitudes and attitudes are consistent ways of thinking or feeling about things or people. We create physical and mental habits and these mental and physical habits create habitual ways of thinking or and feeling. For example, if you're predisposed or you're biased toward a certain kind of employee and most likely you form certain mental habits around a certain kind of person as far as how they work, how they handle themselves, whether they're introverted or extroverted, you've just developed over the years a certain predisposition to like that certain kind of attitude or the way that person behaves or carries themselves. And those habits contribute to your attitudes and drive your actions or behavior toward people in that group. And so you end up hiring the same kinds of people. And if we did an analysis about the behavior style of the people in your department, they'd all be bunched up in the same area because that's the kind of people you are biased toward hiring. And most of our habits are the result of early upbringing or environmental conditioning by society and caregivers. And most psychologists agree that by age 10, at the very latest, most times much earlier in age, your attitudes and feelings about yourself, the world, people, and circumstances are pretty much locked in and established. Of course, you can change your attitudes, but it takes an awareness that they need to be changed and a desire to change them along with some patience, some time, effort, commitment, and action. And most of the time it takes a coach and some coaching. Not all these are easy given the tremendous number of things that any person and particularly a manager has on his or her plate at any given time. But it's quite simple, really. If you want to change your outcomes, you have to change your attitudes. So let's discuss controlling your ego here for a second. One of the biggest contributions to poor management performance, bad decisions, hiring mistakes, and a host of other problems is your ego. Now, I'm not like a lot of people who claim that ego is bad. Actually, in order to succeed at the highest level of most organizations of any size, you have to have a pretty strong ego because everyone has one. Everyone has an ego. It's a natural part of everyone's psyche, and it's vital to succeed. The ego wants to look good, be right, not make mistakes, not admit failure. It also wants to manipulate and be in control or at least appear to be in control at all times. Problems occur, though, when your ego is given too much control over behaviors, attitudes, and management styles. One of the things that I've observed, seen, and discovered is not only do individuals have an ego, 
but many organizations also function as if there was an organization ego. I know Sigmund Freud would have a problem with this particular concept, but I have witnessed too many organizations fail or do bad in performance purely as a result of not the ego of the individual, but an underlying ego force that is part of the culture that resonates from the organization as a whole. It'd be nice if organizations and their strategies, objectives, goals, purpose, mission, and performance were always predictable and operating at peak efficiency and optimum results. But in the real world, change is always the normal. Uncertainty always prevails. And there are forces at work that would sabotage your ideal world. Some of these things include unpredictable employees, technology, competition, customer attitudes, expectations, the government, the weather, just to mention a few. Yes, some organization success is dependent somewhat upon the weather. And if all of these could be harnessed for optimum control, we would never have business failures. We'd never have bad revenue years. We'd never have lost customers. We'd never have unhappy or poorly performing employees. We'd never have disgruntled vendors or suppliers or frustrated accountants. And business people's uncontrolled egos have probably cost corporate America more money than any other single factor. Egos that are out of control have resulted in poor decisions, thwarted initiatives, the failure of products that have outlived their life cycle, and acquisitions gone bad. You want more? I have a list here. You want me to run down the list? New products that should never have been launched. Bad products that were left out there too long. Bad hiring decisions. Terminations of good employees for no other reason than probably they also had an ego. The unwillingness to let go of the control of anything and everything. Keeping decision-making at the very top of the corporate ladder. Unwillingness to delegate difficult or critical tasks. The desire to look good to the rest of the corporate world, regardless of whether you're actually making any money or not. So I think I probably have your attention by now, right? No need to go any further. So why is ego such a big problem in business? Donald Trump has one, and he's been pretty successful. If you were to ask an executive or manager or leader with an out-of-control ego, if their ego is out of control, you know what they'd say? No. (laughs) Why is this? Denial, arrogance, insecurity? Or is there some other psychological or emotional need that is not being met? During my long career, I've watched clients make acquisitions against my recommendation or others' recommendation for no other reason than ego. In almost every case, their decisions cost their organization dearly in focus and reputation, not to mention profits. And ultimately, Many of these companies were shut down or sold off or the executive was fired. And then another executive with a big ego comes in, maybe this time somebody who prides themselves on being a savior or a turnaround master comes in and the cycle just keeps repeating itself. Now, before I lose you, I don't want you to get the impression that ego is only an issue in the big decisions or choices made at the top. No, it's not. Its impact can be found in day-to-day, many of the small and often less significant parts of an enterprise or an organization. 
in the actions and decisions made by mid-level managers and frontline people and supervisors. I see the results of ego every single day and everywhere I go in my projects as a coach and advisor. As a manager or leader, I want you to think about this question. How do you know if your ego is out of control? Well, I've got a set of questions for you that may expose that, and I'll have that coming up on our next segment. Stand by right here on Better Than Before. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards. Now, as a manager or a leader or someone who's in charge of something, how do you know if your ego is out of control? Well, pay close attention to a number of critical factors, and I guarantee that if you're aware of your circumstances and you're honest with yourself and the appraisal you do and you're in touch with reality, it's going to become crystal clear whether your ego is adequately in check or running rampant in your organization or your department. And I'm going to list off some of the factors which will indicate problems with an out-of-control ego. Here are some of them. If you have consistently poor morale among your people, if you have constant communication breakdowns, if you've made some really bad hiring decisions, if you have consistently made some poor decisions, if some of your acquisitions or mergers have gone sour, if you have a lot of employee turnover, if you have consistently poor quality output, if you have outdated policies, products, services, or procedures, if you've lost market share, if you're vulnerable to your competitors, if you have poor sales results, if you're decreasing in your profits every single year from up to three years, you need to observe these early warning signs in these factors and determine their cause in any relationship between them and possibly your ego and respond to them and manage them effectively and without ego before they become embedded in your corporate culture, inside your employee attitudes and customer attitudes. Now, here's a list of questions you can ask yourself. Number one, can I ever be wrong? Number two, can an employee of mine be smarter than I am? Number three, do I trust my employees? Number four, can I reverse myself after a bad decision or do I just stick with it and die with it? Number five, can I give up control to someone else? Number six, do I have pet projects or activities that I just can't let go of when they're obviously failing? Number seven, 
can I freely give credit where someone else was responsible for positive outcomes? Number eight, can I discard old products, old services, or ideas that I was once responsible for that now make no sense? Number nine, can I share the limelight with other people and share credit? Number 10, do I give adequate appreciation and recognition to other people? Number 11, can I admit when I've failed? Number 12, can I admit to not having an answer? Can I comfortably say, I don't know? Number 13, do I procrastinate on simple or important tasks, decisions, or initiatives? Now, these questions should get you going, and honest answers are going to help you clearly identify if your ego may have become a problem in your position. One of the books that are required reading with my CEO clients is the classic book, Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't by Jim Collins. And in that book, Collins says, level five leaders channel their ego needs away from themselves and into the larger goal of building a great company. It's not that level five leaders have no ego or self-interest. Indeed, they are incredibly ambitious, but their ambition is first and foremost for their institution or their organization and not her or himself. If you can rise to the challenge of channeling your ego in this way, you may be encouraged by these four points. Number one, your ego is not part of your DNA or your genetic makeup. It is totally man-made by you and it can be unmade or remade or controlled if you choose to do it. Number two, it's better to succeed and enjoy your success with a controlled ego than it is to go down in flames with an ego that's out of control. Number three, you will never win them all, no matter how good you think you are. So you might get used to losing every once in a while if you haven't already. And number four, you really need to hire a coach. The investment you make will be peanuts compared with the time and money that you could save your organization and the performance that could be increased if you get a good coach and you listen to what they have to say and you respond accordingly. That's our Better Than Before program today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards Four. you can come join our free Facebook page, Tony Richards speaker, author, coach, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Tony Richards Four. special thanks as always to our awesome producer, Tessa Hall. And until I see you again next week, I'm Tony Richards reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.